We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye hitting with a solo recap of the Nets. One of the Hawks, 114-113. The Nets grind it out. They find a way to get it done. Some clutch buckets by Mikel Bridges. Trey Young doesn't get the call at the end. We're going to jump to that and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. Subscribe, review, share. But getting to this game, we've talked about it. You know, the last matchup in Atlanta goes down to the wire, went into overtime. The Nets fall at the hands of Trey Young. Tonight, Trey hits a big bucket. Mikel responds, and the Nets get a stop on the final possession and it wasn't a pretty game by Brooklyn you know it just they just weren't necessarily fully locked in from the start and even in the first half overall they kind of survived by really hot three-point shooting but midway through that third quarter it felt like defensively they started to turn it up a little bit and really get engaged and obviously the Hawks have a talented team as well you know they the Nets kind of allowed some of their players to get comfortable and get hot as we've talked about in the past you know similar in that Charlotte Hornets loss and those guys continue to be hot you know you're talking Sadiq Bey Bogdan Bogdanovich but overall the Nets were able to find a way to get it done and hit big buckets and you know Spencer Dinwiddie came up clutch in that fourth quarter I believe he had over 10 points after having a really bad game for the first three quarters and then Mikel Bridges you know he was awesome throughout and he's back to playing at an all-star level just really continues to find his groove and looks a lot more comfortable attacking the pick and roll and reading situations you know reading and understanding you know how the defense is playing him in coverages and you know even in this game six assists with some really nice passes setting guys up for easy stuff and finished this game with 32 points 12 of 19 from the field three of four from three five of five from the free throw line as i mentioned six assists five rebounds one block one turnover and spent some time on trey young in that first half where trey really didn't put up that many points so Really with, happy with the way Mikel's playing, you know. And Jack and I talked about it a couple episodes ago, you know. Mikel was at a rhythm and just not playing his normal level of play early on in the season. You know, he, he got some rest, he got comfortable, and now he's back into playing one of those lead roles. And, you know, it's been talked about with Team USA, was really more of a role player, complimentary guy. Now he's back to creating more on his own. So really good to see from him. And as I mentioned, hit the big shot at the end, you know, hit the big mid-range shot, but also the previous offensive possession, you know, had a nice cut, nice pass from Spencer, finishes the layup. And I thought also in this game, Mikel Bridges had some insane reverse 
layups in this one, finishing at kind of all different angles. It's just really incredible stuff in the way that he's able to finish inside. You know, he's not the most athletic guy in terms of, you know, playing above the rim, but he uses his his balance, his long strides, and his coordination to kind of set himself up and throw the defense off. You know, some of those herky-jerky you know, strides are just really make the defender uncomfortable because they just don't have the length or the movement to get to those spots. And there was even a dunk in this game where he just was so quick to the rim. You know, you love to see more of that and guys setting him up in this one. And he was huge because a couple other starters really didn't perform well. And even Cam Johnson, who was great in the first half, put up 15 points, only had two in that second half. Finished with 17, 7 of 13 from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 0 turnovers. But, you know, interesting from Cam Johnson, the fact that he was so aggressive in that first half. In the second half, he really took a backseat and just wasn't looking to attack as much. You know, was looking more to pass in a lot of situations. So something to kind of keep an eye with him. You know, he's he goes from being passive to aggressive. You know, you love him to find that balance of consistency. You know, I thought there was probably a couple more opportunities for him to pull up from three, even if they're semi-contested, given what the Nets need and obviously the night he was having going three and six from deep. So, you know, Cam Johnson, not a bad game by any measure, but you know, you'd like to see a little bit more aggression in that second half. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As I mentioned, you know, not a great game for the rest of the starters as well. Nick Claxton was not very productive, you know, not his most impactful game. Even defensively, you know, you typically see him make some big highlight plays. And not to say he didn't have any, but his first half was pretty quiet. Did have 10 boards, only finished with four points, one of five from the field, uh, four assists, one steal, one block, zero turnovers. As I mentioned, just not one of Claxton's most impactful games. You know, you you think Capella's uh, length and the overall size of Atlanta kind of had him just not comfortable in a lot of his drives and having to shoot from awkward angles. So, you know, love to see Clax bounce back in the next one. And not to say he was terrible defensively, just wasn't making those typical highlight plays that are, you know, creating opportunities for the rest of the team. And over to Cam Thomas, who had easily his worst game of the season, you know, finished with six points, three of 10 from the field, 0 of two from three. Um, 
just looked uncomfortable. You know, the Hawks did a great job in this game, attacking him, blitzing him, giving him a lot of attention. And I think he was not used to that as we saw five turnovers in this one and just really just looked not poised. And that's not something, you know, Cam typically just looks confident and comfortable a lot of the time, even when he's taking difficult shots. And tonight just didn't have it. And it's a learning experience for him. You know, I think this was the first team that really was like, you know, what, we're going to force the ball out of his hands from the start. You know, Cam has probably seen coverages like this occasionally at the end of games, but not to the extent. And also the defense, similar to, as I mentioned with Clax, you know, just a lot of length over there, a lot of athleticism. Cam, uh, Cam not necessarily the biggest guy either. So they were able to disrupt him, take him out of his game. And luckily for the Nets, as I mentioned, Mikel Bridges was able to step up. Spencer stepped up late in that fourth quarter. And you know, Cam will have these type of games. He's still a young player and he needs to develop moving forward. So it'll be a learning experience. He'll watch the tape and hopefully in the next time he gets blitzed, he'll be able to create more opportunities for the rest of his teammates. And I think, you know, he'll see that. And also I think his team needed to probably react a little bit better in finding openings to have him have safety valves to get out of those doubles. But as I mentioned, Spencer Dewey in this one, not great for the first three quarters, but in that fourth, he stepped up, hit big shots, hit a big three and just was, you know, providing what the Nets needed down the stretch. And as much, you know, as anyone's going to have a bad game, they have a bad game. You hope this is what they do. You know, they don't play well for most of the game, but when it really matters, they find a way to step up and have an impact. And, you know, credit to Spencer and getting over to the bench unit, which was huge in this game. I thought in the first quarter, they helped change the tune. You know, the Hawks were kind of really smooth sailing early on. I thought the the bench came in and disrupted things. That's Dayron Sharp. That's Dennis Smith Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. I thought all four guys provided some level of positive impact for the team tonight. You know, Dayron, I thought early in this game where Clax wasn't playing well, was able to kind of come in and do a few things and just be more of a physical presence. Finished with eight points, three of five from the field, two of five from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, four offensive, two blocks, did have three turnovers. So there is a little bit of hot and cold there still. But overall, I thought he did more good in this game than bad and is continuing to progress, you know, and that's a the big step for Sharp, I think. You know, a couple bad fouls in this one, but one play really sticks out in this game where, you know, Sharp caught the ball, would have typically in the past tried to go straight up with it, even though it wasn't a clean catch. Instead, pump fakes, gets the end one, does miss the free throw, but overall, a better understanding of who he's going against and his shot's going to be blocked. Well, let's let's make sure it's not going to be blocked. We're going to use a pump fake here, set ourselves up, get a shot we really like and be comfortable and use our physicality to do that. And that's what Sharp did. And that's something he needs to continue to do, you know, use his strengths and also understand where it's, you know, the right time to go right up or there's times where use a pump fake, pass it out, whatever you can. It's just understanding your limitations. And I, I think offensively, hopefully he's starting to get a feel for that. And then defensively, you know, a better understanding of when to jump and not to jump too soon. You know, in the past, we've talked about a lot of times preventing him from getting blocks was he was jumping too soon, committing to fouls and all of that. So there's definitely progress with Dayron Sharp and be becoming a, a consistent or competent, you know, NBA backup big. So that's something too for the Nets and another positive probably from this season. And, you know, obviously that's a lot coming for me considering I haven't been the biggest Dayron Sharp supporter. So progress from him and hopefully he continues to prove me wrong. Over to Dorian Finney-Smith in this one. 15 points, 6 of 10, 3 of 6 from 3, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 1 turnover. He was just playing some active and tenacious D late in that fourth quarter, really trying to disrupt things. Uh, obviously hit big threes in this one too and continues to be a guy that does the dirty work and is willing to defend whatever position you need him to defend. And, you know, 
you ask him to do something, he's going to find a way to get it done. And that's big stuff for Dorian Finney-Smith, who had to get pushed to the bench and still continues to find a way to have an impact. Did play 30 minutes in this one, so essentially starter minutes. And over to Royce O'Neal, finished with six points, two of six in the field, one of four from three, one of two from the free throw line, three rebounds, two assists, one steal. Uh, wasn't necessarily you know, Royce's most impactful game offensively in terms of lighting it up from three or anything like that. But overall, you know, I thought he was solid and was a contributing piece of the bench unit and second unit lineup that were you know, having a positive influence on the Nets in this game. And he was uh, a team high plus 10. So again, not necessarily the most productive in the box score stuff, but was able to have a positive impact on the game You know, if you believe in plus minus. But it did kind of match the eye test in terms of the lineups Royce was out there with. Over to Dennis Smith Jr., who looks really good you know, post-injury, kind of came back. And it seems like watching the team from the bench gave him a better understanding of where he could ex- excel with this team. You know, picking his spots a little bit better, you know, really tenacious defensively in this one, but overall understanding more opportunities of attacking the rim. And we saw him throw down a nice dunk in this one, had some really good passes too in terms of setting up his teammates, finished the game with 13 points, four or seven from the field, five of five from the free throw line, three rebounds, four assists, two steals. And as I mentioned, just really disruptive defensively in terms of, you know, taking Trey Young out of his comfort zone. So Really happy with the way those four guys are playing. And another nice veteran minimum signing for Sean Marks. You know, we've talked about Lonnie Walker a lot this season, Trenton Watford. You know, if Dennis Smith Jr. can play the way he has the last few games, that's huge. You know, that's going to be something the Nets have is in terms of having a real backup point guard and also someone who can disrupt defensively and just be kind of an annoyance to the other team's ball handler. And, you know, obviously offensively, he might not have this type of night every night, but even in a smaller role, I think there's ways for him to have an impact in the right matchup. So again, happy the Nets got the win in at Atlanta. Mikel's talked about it. He has never won in Atlanta. His first win down there. The Nets the last two times have lost kind of on nail biters. You know, Trey Young has hit big shots at the end of last season. And then also obviously earlier this season in overtime. So getting a dub against a team also within the Nets range. And also before this insane road trip coming up where the Nets have, I believe, uh, Denver, Phoenix, Sacramento, and Golden State all in a four-game stretch. I think Sacramento is first, Phoenix, Denver, and then Golden State. So, And I think the Phoenix-Denver is a back-to-back as well. So trying to get wins before that is going to be huge for this team. And obviously, every game matters when you're trying to fight for a playoff spot and avoid that play-in. And the Nets right now are sitting in that nine spot ahead of the Hawks, but behind the Cavs, Heat, and Pacers who are playing really well. Also, the Knicks and Sixers above there too. So there's a lot of work still for for this Nets team to get up in terms in the playoff seating area. But again, this is progress. And that's with Cam Thomas not playing well. That's with Spencer Dinwiddie not playing well for three quarters. That's with Nick Claxon not having a very good game, arguably one of his least impactful games of the season. So I think that shows also the depth of this team. And that's with Lonnie Walker being out, the depth of this team and guys being able to step up and having, again, Mikel back at playing a star level. And that's just huge when you have a guy that can pick up the slack, play at a really efficient game and just hit big buckets down in that fourth quarter and be be a guy that can step up because you know that's a moment where Cam Thomas has really excelled this season when healthy. You know, didn't have it tonight, didn't look comfortable, not probably fully back from his injury yet. And, you know, Mikel was able to fill in. And again, the bench guys were able to step up. As I mentioned, Daron Sharp had some good minutes with Clax not playing amazing. You know, Dorian Finney-Smith sliding back in there and providing some offensive pop. Dennis Smith Jr. doing the same thing there. So all these guys understanding 
you know, this is a chance for them to have an impact and help the Nets win a game. And overall, you know, this was a really back and forth game. You know, 43 lead changes. It felt like every bucket changed the score of this game. I mean, it changed the, the leader of this game. So, again, grind it out. Find a way to get it done. Good stuff from the Nets. And overall, in terms of looking at the, the whole game stats, you know, turnovers even in this one. The Nets shot slightly better from the field. Their advantage from three helped make up from their, their lack of advantage at the free throw line. Fast break points, 17 to 18 in favor of the Hawks. Second chance points, 12 to 13 in favor of the Hawks. Points in the paint, 50 to 46 in favor of the Nets, which is pretty surprising, especially in that first half in which I believe they shot under 30% from the paint. So found a way to kind of get things done and not rely on that three-point ball in the second half. So again, the Nets did what they needed to do in this one, continued to find different ways to win games, and overall grab a win before that big road trip coming up. So big thanks, everybody, for listening. Check the buzz on all streaming platforms.